Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. And joining us next to discuss President Biden's classified files and the Penn Biden Center's ties to the Chinese Communist Party, we're happy to have on with us Wisconsin Congressman Tom Tiffany. Congressman Tom Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's good to be here. Happy New Year to everyone. Absolutely. Happy New Year to you, Congressman. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts, if I could, on the classified documents uh, that President Biden was in possession of before becoming uh, president uh, following his vice presidency. What are some of the things about this that are standing out to you as details uh, continue to emerge? I think there's a couple things. Uh, why is this in somebody's garage? And I know yesterday he said that he had him locked up with his Corvette. I don't know if that's good enough for national security. Uh, second thing is, and I think more concerning, is the University of Pennsylvania and the Biden Center. Um, it appears that that was funded by um, Chinese uh, nationals who are close to the communist Chinese government. I think that is the real story behind this. And with the special counsel that it appears the attorney general is announcing, I hope that special counsel digs into that relationship. I would say one other thing, though, Steve, you know, to a certain extent, you know, they blew this up in regards to President Trump, in regards to these documents that are classified. And we know that documents are overclassified. Um, in every administration. And so you wonder sometimes, is it making a lot out of a little? But the only problem for the Biden administration now is they've set the rules. They set the rules with President Trump. Now they need to live by those rules. It's a very interesting point, uh, Congressman, that you that you make there to to not you know get ahead of the game and and, and hyper politicize this. But I do want to go back to that one point that you made when it comes to the Penn Biden Center. There is talk of dark money, Chinese money, to gain access to government officials. Something that you know happens in Washington. Um, does this need to be investigated thoroughly? And do you think it will be? Yeah, um, as I said in my comments, the uh, the Penn Biden Center angle of it. That is the most important, based on what we know right now, that is the most important thing that we need to find out. Is there a connection with the Chinese government, especially as we go into um, into hearings and investigations into the Hunter Biden uh, laptop, um, the connections that we know the Biden family had with Burisma and the Ukraine? I mean, is this part of a bigger picture? Is this part of the puzzle? And we really need to dig on that. And I'm sure hoping that this special counsel is going to dig deep. And I suspect that there's going to be enterprising reporters and others that are going to start taking a really hard look at um, after having seen the roadmap to um, who is helping fund these uh, Biden family's interests. Well, I have to say it's been heartening to see that one which seems to be uniting issue on the House floor has been China. Uh, two significant uh, votes passed, bipartisan, a lot of Democrats joining Republicans. Uh, there's another issue that's just been passed, uh, an abortion bill uh, through the House. Uh, you've been very outspoken over this. Tell us about that bill and why uh, it matters to you. Yeah, it's the born alive bill. So in other words, if a child is born alive um, via the process of an abortion, that that child should be saved. It should be given every opportunity um, to receive life-saving um, medical care, just like we would do with any other infant. To me, that's just really an easy bill. I was uh, very 
um, uh, very surprised that there were so few Democrats that came over and said, hey, if life is comes into this world, we should save it. But it gets uh, messed up in the whole abortion politics and stuff. But the thing that I really focused on, Steve, was the bombing, um, the firebombing at a the Wisconsin Family Action Center in Madison. Uh, they're an advocacy group uh, for life here in Wisconsin, headquartered in Madison, and they got bombed out in the last year. And we've seen very little action on the part of the Department of Justice to go after those people who are the perpetrators of that. Um, because there's a group called Jane's Revenge that has done other actions across the country that they've used violence and nothing is uh, coming out of it. And I'm very concerned that both at the federal level as well as the state level, our Department of Justice in uh, Wisconsin um, has not uh, really has not made progress on this, and uh, they need to dedicate more time to it because violence of any kind like that should be met with the toughest, uh, most complete law enforcement review as possible to bring the perpetrators um, to justice. And Congressman, just uh, to your last point, the uh, the center that you're talking about, this is something called a crisis pregnancy center, term that you know most people probably aren't familiar with, but it's essentially a place where people go um, as, a, as an alternative to having an abortion uh, to get, you know, guidance and help and support, really, you know, Good Samaritan centers, really. Uh, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And, I mean, it's just amazing to me that you have people that, I mean, they're openly advocating for abortion. They're celebrating it. And while this is a deeply personal decision between mother um, and her child, it is, um, to me, unconscionable that you have people that celebrate the fact that we need more abortions in America. I mean, to me, I, I just, it, it really is foreign thinking, and I just don't get it. But once again, gets mixed up in the abortion politics and all the rest. Congressman Tom Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us. It's good to be with you once again, Steve. The DOJ has now appointed a special counsel to investigate the Biden documents as they did for Trump. As the details emerge, some are asking if President Biden will be held to the same standard as the former president. To discuss, we're happy to have our next guest, assistant professor of journalism at Liberty University School of Communication and Digital Content, Amy Bonebright. Amy Bonebright, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Amy, nobody has a crystal ball, and I'm sure nobody could have foreseen the Biden document situation uh, when we saw the raid on Mar-a-Lago uh, not too long ago. But here we are. Uh, what are you seeing in terms of media coverage as this plays out with how it relates to both stories? Well, so far, I think um, we're going to see, as, as usual, commentary is just going to go to each one of their political sides and sort of dig in. And uh, the Republicans... And those that are on the more conservative media are going to, you know, be crying foul, just like um, we did when Trump's home uh, had been um, with the search warrant and so on. Uh, and then those that are on the more liberal side of things are going to be saying, well, let's just slow down here. Let's take our time. Let's wait for the facts. Um, but I think it's a great reminder that if not for journalists, we wouldn't even be aware of this story. So we should... Um, be grateful for CBS for breaking the story and for the other journalists that dig in every day for more facts, for more details, for more information, um, for the comparisons that are similar to what happened to former President Trump. 
uh, for the reminder that we've been through this with Hillary Clinton's email server. Um, those things are quite important. So we are grateful for the journalists for being able to bring us that information. But the commentators are going to keep commentating like they always do. Bring up a lot of interesting points. It's sometimes hard to differentiate a commentator from a true journalist um, because sometimes the commentary is more uh, appealing and you know entertaining, if you will. Um, as a professor of to, to your last point, as a professor professor of journalism, do you think that mainstream media in general uh, is doing a good job helping people to understand the full story and acting as a watchdog, putting a check on government corruption? Well, I have really been, and one thing that I do uh, portray upon my students is to look at a wide variety. So just this morning, I listened to the New York Times podcast, The Daily. They did about 20 minutes um, with Sabrina Tavnisi and their reporter talking about, and it was pretty straightforward, just facts. Um, I did have on uh, some commentary um, from MSNBC. I paid attention to CNN and Fox News as well. Jumped on the Washington Post, the New York Times this morning. And I saw words um, that I think were pretty important to convey to the American people the facts of how grave this is. So I think the mainstream media is doing a pretty good job of reporting the facts. That, of course, a lot of times does not get a lot of clicks and likes and shares and a lot of outrage, which equals a lot of dollar bills. And that, of course, um, is something that they want as well. So we'll probably see as time goes on and not a, not, not a lot of new information comes out, we'll see more commentary amplified. But for right now, there's so many facts that continue to come out um, that I think we're seeing a good focus on what is the bottom line, what is the information that we know right now. So to get to the bottom of a lot of these things that emerge, it sounds like, I mean, for you to feel comfortable that you're coming to the right conclusion, you just talked about all of the, the sources that you had to check. For your average American, it, it sounds like you almost have to do a research project for each topic that you really want to find out about. Well, that can be the case sometimes, but with so many sources now and really in the day and age of um, over-information, uh, you have to find some that you find to be trustworthy. And I tend to go towards the ones that have been around for a long time and the ones that you know were in my home when I was growing up. Um, they exist in a little bit different form now, but when I get people that ask me, you know, what are a good variety of sources? Again, I try to tell them, Look in a handful of different places. If you're on Twitter, pull some of those into your feed. If you're on Facebook, again, like some of those journalists. And just in even a, a matter of seconds time, you can see a variety of different opinions now. Jim Morrison of The Doors once said, uh, whoever controls the media controls the mind. <laughs> uh, as I'm sure you're aware, the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, uses the media to control the narrative and people's ways of thinking. Um, how do we prevent that from ever happening in the United States? Well, like I said, I think that this story alone is a great reminder that a free society must have a free press. And the ability to question and hold our governmental officials accountable is imperative to that. And like you just said, they don't have that opportunity in China. Um, we're seeing bits and pieces that creep in with social media before it gets clamped down on. Um, but again, this story alone with Biden and with these documents, now a special prosecutor being appointed, is a fantastic reminder that for a free press and for a free society um, to exist is imperative to um, continuing our Constitution and our great country of the United States of America. Professor Amy Bonebright, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you. 
I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.